welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Tour Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman, that right there. Joe Idoni. Joe, last event of the Super Season. Welcome. What up, buddy? Uh, 50 events, six majors. Time to put a bow on it, right? The top 30 players in the world. Um, this is the the happy birthday, the one-year anniversary of Jock Market. So this is our very first market. We have come full circle. We are back here tonight um, in what should be an exciting next uh, 40 minutes of Power Hour. Yeah, there is a lot to go through. There is uh, the format that we have to talk about. There is shorting, which is brand new. We need to talk about that. Um, the fact that there's 30 players in this field. We've got a new payout structure. We've got to talk about that. But here's here's how it's basically going to go. For the next hour or so, we're going to be taking you through the most important time of the jock market for the for the PGA uh, contests. This is IPO. That means we, you can currently bid on shares of golfers, and if you are uh, allocated those shares at right before 9 p.m. Eastern time, uh, you will take those shares into the live trading portion of this event. If you want to win free money, go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat right now. I'll give away $100 as the evening goes on. And of course, if you haven't deposited, use the code POWER. It is the best possible deposit bonus out there. Uh, it is It is not only, Joe, I'm, I'm blinded by golf, but apparently there's a pretty big sport coming back and starting up here shortly that I imagine jock market is going to be absolutely bonkers for. Yes, football is full bore. I would uh, dabbled in a little bit last year. Now that I've really got my feet wet with the full golf season, I'm excited to return to uh, NFL season. You know, starting right uh, in next week. Right, we're a couple days away. A couple days away, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, Thursday the ninth, I believe, is when that begins. But you know, that's looking ahead. We, you, you mentioned it. It's been a year. It's been a year. The first cash market ever was the Tour Championship last year i can't believe it um I, i'm i'm i was surprised when i saw that kind of come across my my desk here this morning but yeah it, it's it's simultaneously so much has changed and also it feels like it's been around forever yeah it does it feels like it's gone super fast uh but at the same token there's so many more people playing now there's so many more enhancements to the product which we'll touch on later that the guys over at jock market and the team have made over the past year and um yeah, thank you to them like for creating this thing and, and making it what it is. And we all totally enjoy it. And this has been a fun year to sort of build up this community with all of you guys here uh, within the Power Hour. So it's been great. Let's talk about uh, the differences for this week in the Tour Championship before we go on and start looking at some of these players because this is absolutely critical. We have 30 players left, and the PGA Tour, Joe, they use starting strokes. So on Thursday morning when the first tee shot is hit, Patrick Cantlay is going to be 10 under par, Tony Finau is going to be 8 under par, and everybody else is going to be further than that trying to chase those two down. Not so much here in the jock market we do not use the starting strokes okay so that means everybody is starting at even before i mention the caveat to that would that make you want to roster or, or build a portfolio of guys that are chasing joe just because they have an incentive to try to catch patrick cantlay in the fedex cup and by them trying to do that are helping their non-starting strokes uh side of it 
So in a way, yes. I think that it provides a sense of normalcy to the game that we're familiar with and we're used to, which I particularly like. Um, I don't love the starting strokes. That's a whole nother show. Um, but, but you know, when you get into sort of those betting markets and types of things, it creates a different wrinkle and you have to factor in, you know, it's basically like live betting after round one. So you have to factor in the odds different. I know that other fantasy formats totally factor in finishing position based on the starting strokes. So this is sort of with the caveat that you'll mention here shortly, what we're used to, right? Everyone starts off at zero points. Whoever plays the best is going to score the best. Uh, with the one exception to the guy who ends up hoisting the FedEx Cup trophy. The only caveat to that, yes, the five extra points. So the way that uh, the way that I understand it, the way the system is set up for jock market is they don't use the starting strokes, but uh, a win is, of course, those five bonus points. And the way a win is determined is based on the PGA Tours definition of a win, which is winning the FedEx Cup. So that golfer who does hoist the FedEx Cup on Sunday will get five bonus points. That's actually what happened in last year's jock market, Joe, because Xander Shoffley, we know won the non or the the no starting strokes version, but the five bonus points from Dustin Johnson were enough to push him up top, and he got the full payout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like you said, DJ ended up getting that top payout because he ended up hoisting the trophy at the end. Xander finished second and everything from then on out was based on according to uh, non-starting strokes. Whoever played the best, whoever had the best raw scoring for the week uh, scored the most points with that one exception of DJ. You're correct. Yeah. So if there's any questions about that, obviously put them in the chat. We'll do our best to go through as much as possible. I see a couple questions I'll get to here in a second. So don't be afraid to use, use the chat there. Um, and Joe, what I actually thought was, was a pretty cool idea before we get into another really fun thing that we've got brewing for this week and the future weeks is you said to me, you know, let's look at the guys in the tour championship and see how they've done in the jock market over the last year. And I believe I have all of them selected here. Cam Smith, Cam <laughs> Smith has been the most valuable golfer in the jock market. I'll try to make this a little bit bigger here. Uh, in 20 cash markets, Cam Smith has returned on average 52% ROI. Kevin Na is next and Sam Burns is third. Is that surprising information to you, Joe? Yeah, it does. You know what? But it this like exactly right here illustrates what makes jock market so cool is it's all about outperforming expectations. Did Cam Smith pile together two wins this season? No, I don't think he had one. Did he outside of the of the team event, uh, which wasn't part of this anyways? But he, but he did not have a he did not have a cash market win. Right. But you can see he's consistently outperforming his expectation level. The top fives are there. The top tens are there. Louis on that list. He doesn't have a win. Kevin Nas on that list. I don't believe he has a win within the past year. Corey Connors is on that list. He doesn't have a win. So these are guys that are consistently outperforming that, you know, roughly top 20 expectation level. It varies per week, but they're stacking together consistent finishes and they're scoring well, and they're able to return you a great chunk of change in, a, in an app like Jock Market. By my count, 
six of these golfers were negative on average for the year. The worst, Billy Horschel. Now, there was not a cash market for the match play, so he kind of loses his value there because the time he played the best, you didn't get access to him. Patrick Reed's down here as well. Patrick Reed hasn't been all that good outside of the Farmers Insurance Open. Bryson DeChambeau, we know, uh, used to just used to be super expensive, a little bit disappointing. And then Dustin Johnson also here. So, I mean, it's these are bigger names that uh, did not live up to probably their own expectations this year. And you're seeing that in the, in the average ROIs. Yeah, but pretty cool there also to see, like you mentioned the six guys that are down there who lost you a little bit of money there. How about 24 guys who made you money in the top 30 this year? So really cool to kind of see that, that data that you've put together on your site for free for everyone Um, And it just, you know, basically, what is that 80% of the field is returning you a positive net value on the season, which is awesome to see. Um, It's great to see that, you know, that's not being destroyed by rake or by juice or any of these other things. That's straight cash going right into back into your uh, portfolio into your account for the following week, which is awesome. Yeah, that's actually a really great point with the juice or rake or anything like that now the the big thing this to me is the biggest news probably in the last year um shorting is now available you guys have been clamoring for it in the chat for months we've been banging on the door of the guys over at jock market and it's now live and available and the first question that after i tweeted that out was what is shorting How, how does this work? Uh, because it can certainly be confusing. And I actually, there's a great page, uh, on jock markets website that I think does the perfect job of explaining this Joe. And I love the first line. It's like buying shares, but the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) They they really sort of simplify things here, here, like you said, and they give a great example. If you wanted to go through that below with Jordan Spieth and kind of walking you through exactly how it works. Yeah. So normally you buy shares of golfers that you think are going to do well. The opportunity to short is essentially find golfers that you think are not going to do well. So if you believe that a share price is going to go down, you offer to sell shares that you don't currently own. You don't have to own these shares, which is amazing by placing a short sell order at your price. So then someone can say, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. I will, I will place a matching buy order to your sell order. And now you're on. Now the trade has been executed. If the price goes down, you profit. If it goes up, you do not. So you can offer to buy those shares uh, during live or hold until the final payout and your hold is the shorts maximum exposure, which is the top payout, $25 minus the price of the share. So here's the example, Joe. Jordan Spieth is currently in a tie for fifth at this week's PGA event. You think he is overachieving and his price will come down from $14. You seeing the current bid price of 14 place a short order for three shares at $14. So your cost, pay attention people, three shares times the $25 max minus the $14 price, $33. So 25 minus 14 is 11. $33 is what your cost is. At the end of the tournament, if you are correct and speed falls to a $6 payout, your profit is the difference. The $8 of, of difference per share, $24. Any questions? <laughs> it's confusing at first when you start executing these. It is... Um, it, it'll start to make more sense as you roll through this. 
Exactly. Just like when we started this thing, how, uh, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to get used to, but I think play around with it, enjoy it. I see some people in the chat saying that they can't do this right now. It is currently only available once the live event starts um, at this point in time. And the other thing is, is you have to enable this. So when you go into, when you pull up your jock market app, there is a little, you know, top left corner. It's like a little person that will bring up your account you go there, then you will click the setting that says user account, and you will basically see one of those little toggle buttons that uh, enables shorting. So you have to enable it in order to first see it during the live event once it happens. And I mean, this is a game changer. I'll, I'll read you some notes that actually Dave sent me over today, which I thought was really cool. I'm just going to kind of read it here word for word, but um, it's going to be a game changer at the top of the leaderboard. Typically, uh, uh, predominantly late in the tournaments because it's going to apply a downward pressure on the top guys. Uh, if your golfer is doing well, why are you going to sell him for something that's unreasonable? If he's you know projected to finish first, second, or third, like last week when we sort of had Cantlay and Bryson and then everyone else. Um, now anyone can sell those shares. So you don't have to currently own shares of Bryson that, or Cantlay. That's the big thing. That's the big thing, yes. Joe, because we see, listen, there is clearly an advantage to getting shares of golfers during IPO. Everyone knows that. And, uh, and, and then what I think it was doing was kind of handcuffing people during the event of like, well, I'm not going to buy now or whatever, but we see this every single week on the PGA tour. You yeah. see someone who is headed down the leaderboard and now even if you don't have shares of that golfer you can short them you can sell this is this really is like a huge difference in the game yes i think it's going to increase liquidity i think it's going to create a lot more volume a lot more activity while the event goes on because like you said it gives you all those more opportunities to not just pay attention to the bid price on the five, six, seven guys that are within your holdings. But now you got the opportunity to, to pay attention to the bid price on every player in the field. And if you see an opportunity there, you're not limited to the guys that you currently own shares of. If you feel like a player has, has had a great week putting and is maybe potentially going to trend the opposite direction come Sunday, gives you those opportunities as well. It's fascinating stuff. I can't wait to see uh, how people use it in action. I think it's going to make the game um, accessible to everybody. I think it's going to kind of allow you to play both sides of it. You mentioned the liquidity, so it should be good. Let me give away some money. Uh, the first $20 in jock bucks is going out to, oh, this person might be excited for the football season, Fitzmagic. Congratulations, Fitzmagic. We'll get you set up. Usually takes a couple days to get that money in your account. If you want to be like Fitzmagic, uh, don't throw the interceptions. Just throw your username into the chat right now, and that'll get you entered into a draw uh, to win that money. Okay. Uh, let's start making our way towards this week's tour championship, Joe. There's 30 players in the field. The payout structure has changed. Everybody from 29th and up is making over a dollar. Keep that in mind as we go through this evening. And I would like to enter into our market movers segment. This is where you and I pick out three golfers each. In this case, that's 10% of the field each uh, to really you know, put our, put our hat in the ring on to say this golfer is going to have a good week. Although I guess we could start doing, this guy's going to have a bad week. You should short him once live trading because we might have to change this. Uh, but right now we do blue chips, mid caps, and penny stocks. Where do you want to start, Joe? I'll start at the top. Um, right. I like Bryson this week. I think that he had a great week last week. 
Um, he's dealing with all this sort of additional controversy and drama, some of which he brought on by himself, some of which is just idiot fans out there. Um, but in the midst of it, he's playing well, right? Had himself right in contention in the St. Jude. Um, I think he's going to find himself in contention at East Lake. This is a long golf course. This is a difficult golf course. Um, I feel those t- type of events normally set up better for him than, than a birdie fest, even though he did play so well last week. Top pick for me, uh, top of the board, blue chipper of the week, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I love it. Real quick before I forget, 8-9 says, this shorting thing is going to make me sign up for Jock Market right now. What are you doing? You haven't signed up for Jock Market? Okay, okay, it's fine. You, you can wait. Use the code POWER. Get yourself in there. My blue chip, um, I'm going with Tony Finau. You know, this is, to me, he's the forgotten guy, Joe. He's just been forgotten at the top. We want to talk about Cantlay and Bryson and Rom, who's, you know, Rom's four shots back. We're not using that. But but Finau has been, uh, ever since he changed the putting grip and the putter at the Open Championship, much better. And if that's the thing that unlocks Finau, I'm stoked about it. So I'm going with Tony Finau as my blue chip option. Joe is going with Bryson. Let's move down a notch to our mid caps. Where are you going here in the middle of the board? Yeah, so here's a guy that I like this week, and and I liked him even more when you showed the graphic earlier, but I'm going to go Cam Smith. Um, He's starting five off the lead. He's starting three off the the, the second place lead. Um, So I think that he can firmly get himself into contention. He's been so consistent. He's been so solid. I love his around the green game. He's putting as well as anybody on tour right now. Um, you know, just set the record, obviously, for mo- for for least amount of putts in a round. You can see that he's averaging over 50% returns. The only guy in the jock market to be doing so. Um, Cam Smith, mid-cap, I think it's safe. I think that he ends up right around uh, sort of that mid-level under, right underneath the top tier this week. I am glad you brought that up. It, it, it you, you mentioned that he's like close to the top, which obviously doesn't matter, but at the same time it does because these guys who have something to play for, they all have a lot of money to play for, but you wonder about incentives of guys who are further down the board. Cam Smith to me is right in the middle, right? He is right in that sweet spot of guys that I, I think would want to be incentivized to try to make it to the top. Obviously. Agree. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to go with somebody who's going to kind of start there. And this is kind of weird because I don't know what his price is going to be, but it's Justin Thomas. Maybe he's a blue chipper. I don't know. The market's got to figure itself out with the no starting strokes thing. But but JT, um, listen, I worry about the putter. That's the one thing I'm worried about with him. But that's the one thing I'm always worried about. So to me, he's playing to his DNA. He's very on brand right now. I've got no concerns because the one concern is always the concern. So it's like, this is normal. I want to see what JT's up to, and I want to see what the market does with him this evening. Now, when we start looking further down the board to our penny stocks, these are probably the bottom end golfers, the guys that barely got into the field that have a lot of movement to make. Where are you headed, Joe? Yeah, so it's funny. The penny stocks this week are like normally guys that we, that we'd see kind of at the top. But I'm going to go Corey Connors. Fairways, greens, simple. The guy is a ball-striking wizard. I think this is the type of course that sets up well for his game. Uh, if he can just have a, a, a decent week putting, I think that he has all the other attributes to succeed. I think that his his price point is going to be sort of in that bottom third tier here, which is what we normally look for. Uh, penny stock, Corey Connors. Okay, I'm going to go with EVR. 
Eric Van Royen. He is a confident golfer. Confident golfers are dangerous golfers. He basically played himself in to the playoffs with a win a couple of weeks ago, and then he's just been on this run of really good golf, and he's doing it in a way that I think really lends itself to success, and he is absolutely playing with house money at the Tour Championship. I can't wait to see how it shakes out. All right, Joe, I think it's about that time. I'm going to reveal the big board and we can talk about the pricing for this evening and we can start going through all of these golfers. But by my clock, it is 8.36 p.m. on the East Coast, which means we have about 20 to 25 minutes left of this IPO phase, uh, which means get your bids in now. Those shares will be allocated in the next 25 minutes or so, and then we will enter the live trading portion of this. You want to take a you want to take a stab, Joe, at who might be the most expensive golfer in the jock market right now? Yeah, you know it's going to be our good boy John Rom. I think it always is. Uh, Patrick Cantley will be there close behind, but you know Rom's sort of been the staple blue chipper that we always see on top of the board here in jock market. Uh, I think that his price is going to clear a price that we've ever seen on him before, just because when you do factor in those starting strokes being a few off the lead. You know, I think that he probably clears like 13 bucks tonight. Easy. Wow. Okay. Currently $9 and one cent in the jock market. He is certainly the most expensive golfer here. He's about two and a half dollars clear of Rory McIlroy at the moment. Uh, he is, uh, he has not sold for less than $10 in any of his last four markets. He is right in that sweet spot. And Joe, if he, if he goes to your prediction, $13 a share, that is going to be, let's see, fourth or better. Am I reading that right? Has have did we updated this right in the in the retool? I think we did. Fourth or better. Did I lose you, Joe? Maybe I lost Joe. Maybe I lost Joe. Anyway, Rory McElroy. $6.50. We're going to see if we can get Joe back here. Rory McElroy is $6.50. He is $2.50 behind John Rahm. Now, this is kind of an interesting situation with Rory because not only does he get the huge benefit of the no starting strokes and being absolutely phenomenal at Eastlake in his career, the offset of that is he is currently ranked 15th in the pre-ranks, which is... A little bit concerning. Uh, obviously, that means he is not going to break ties uh, with 14 other golfers. So anybody who is ranked higher than him is going to break a tie and get the full share price over Rory McIlroy. He's currently $6.50. Right behind Justin Thomas. So maybe... Maybe my mid cap is going to be more expensive than my blue chipper is this evening because Justin Thomas is currently $6.25. If you're a buyer of Justin Thomas at $6.25, you are asking him to finish about 12th or better. I'm going to give this a little bit of a refresh, but I do want to go back and look at some of the questions that we had in the chat here. So Big Randy said, Hey, Rick, do you mind telling me what Bryson's putting on Bermuda is? Uh, he's okay. It's 0.13 per round. It's basically the same as his bent grass rates. It's not as it's it's much better than his POA. It's 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 pretty good. It's on it's on that side of it. So certainly no concerns there. As I give this board a refresh, make sure that you are putting in your jock market username into the chat. That is going to enter you into a draw to win $20 in the jock market. We're giving it away. 100 bucks. I've got 80 more dollars to give away. 
And no surprise that John Rahm continues to be the most expensive golfer on the slate. Let me try to put some of this into perspective for you. DJ, coming off of a really good week uh, last week at the BMW Championship, quietly working his way up the board. He has now returned you a profit in two of the last three cash markets, in three of the last five cash markets, really trying to dig himself out of a poor start to the 2021 calendar year. $6.36. What does that mean at this phase? Well, it means at $6.36, you're asking him to finish 12th or better. 12th or better. That's what you're asking out of Dustin Johnson at the moment in a field of 30 with no starting strokes. Again, remember, there are no starting strokes for this event. If you have questions, concerns, comments, if you want me to dive into any specific golfers, uh, let's open it up to the chat. Joe's not here. I'm happy to chat through this with anybody out there. Uh, there's going to be an interesting situation on Xander Shoffley tonight. There's a chance that Xander Shoffley becomes the most expensive golfer on the slate, in my opinion. He has been absolutely dominant at Eastlake. He has played 16 rounds at this course, and he has not lost strokes to the field in any of them. 16 for 16 on gaining strokes to the field. I see Joe's back behind stage, but I don't see his camera yet. So I'm going to give him a second here. I don't want to bring him on without a camera. So we're going to, we're going to see if we can get Joe a couple of movers here. Again, remember this is the no stroke version of this event. So guys like Sung JM, guys like Daniel Berger are going to be more valuable. Sung JM has been showing us how he's been trending, right? The ball striking's back. The putter, significantly better recently. Playing in his adopted hometown of Atlanta. This is a really good spot for Sung J.M. He's currently $6.05 in the cash jock market for this evening. And then Daniel Berger. I love this. I've bet Daniel Berger to win this event without the starting strokes. Do I think he's going to do it? Maybe. 25, 28 to 1, depending on where you're looking. Daniel Berger has not lost strokes on approach since right here. Waste management. All the way back here. Look at all of these events that he has played since he has last lost strokes on approach. He has everything to play for. He's going to start at even par. There's only one direction for him to go. He knows it is foot on the pedal throughout the entirety of this event. And also his last chance to impress Captain Stricker. Let me give away a little bit more money here as I refresh the board. Uh, by my clock, it is 842, which means we have about... Uh, 15, 18 minutes until this IPO phase closes. So let me give away a little bit more money. This one is going to Bucks. Bucks 93. Congratulations. We'll get you all set up with $20 into the jock market in the next day or two. Congratulations. I've got three more of those $20 to give away this evening. So Hang around. Make sure that your jock market username is in the chat. If you have not deposited yet, if the, if the shorting feature got you all fired up like we saw in the chat, go ahead and use the code POWER. Uh, that'll get you the best possible uh, uh, deposit bonus up to $50. Let's go back to the big board here. I'm going to give this a refresh. And we're going to go back to the big board. And we're going to see how this is panning out. It's a little bit different with only 30 golfers in the field. Everybody over 29th is going to get paid or better than 29th is going to get paid at least a dollar. Here is the current updated big board. And no surprise here, John Rahm, $10. What do we think John Rahm is going to finish at this evening, chat? Where are we going with this? Let me know. What is John Rahm's price this evening? Closest without going over, I will, I don't know. 
I'll do something. I'll give you a week subscription to rickrungood.com. Closest without going over to John Rahm's final price this evening. Price is right style. Let's go. John Rahm's final price. Last couple weeks, he's been $10.69, 10 $10.16, $10.31, $11. He's currently $10. He is creating a much larger gap between him and the rest of the field. Cam Smith, who we mentioned, is, oh, now the chat comes alive. You offer him a little something, the chat comes alive. I love it. Uh, Cam Smith, we just showed you, the most valuable player in the jock market in the last year. It's a year. You got to love it. He is $6.50. Let's scroll all the way down. Let's get freaky. Joe's leaving me alone. I might get a little bit crazy tonight. Let's go to the bottom of the board. Stuart Sink, $1.31. What are you asking John Rahm to do, or excuse me, Stuart Sink to do for $1.31? Not all that much, right? Not all that much. He would have to finish. Wow. So let's see. He would have to finish 27th or better. In a field of 30, uh, 26th is going to pay $1.50. 25th is going to play $1.75. You can see the new payout structure here on my screen. Sheardog says, I'm already a Rick Run good member. If that's the case, I'll just send you seven bucks. I'll make it worth it. Don't worry about it. I'll make it up to you. Um, it, the bottom of the board continues to be guys that we would expect it to be. It's Stuart Sink. What about Patrick Reed? What about Patrick Reed? You know, this is a guy who I'll admit has not played well right? Hasn't played well since the Memorial has really struggled. Just got out of the hospital a couple of days ago, but captain America is $2 and five cents, $2 and five cents. He basically needs to finish 24th or better again, without those starting strokes. I don't know what happened to Joe. He's trying to, I can see him trying to come in and go, we might have him. Hold on. We might have Joe returning to glory. Joe, sir. Yes, I could hear you. So I had to switch gears to my phone. I don't know what's going on, but it appears to be a power outage here in the neighborhood during power hour, the worst possible time. I don't know what to say. Live power, TV. Power hour during power outage. Is everything, do you, seriously, do you, you don't have to be on this if there's, if you need to go. No, absolutely. I'm here, man. I got the data pulled up on them. Unfortunately, probably not going to be able to participate tonight, but I'm happy to walk through the closing, uh, like, 10 minutes that we have left here. I got stuff pulled up on my computer screen. All right. Well, if that, if that changes and you need to run, no worries. We can take it from here, but we've got about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so until this IPO phase closes. Joe, as you can imagine, John Rahm is making a big move. There's a couple of names lurking. Xander Shoffley's lurking around $6. Brooks Kepka lurking less than $6. This is a situation of motivation for Brooks. You're kind of the Brooks whisperer here. He is he too far back to care? Is he trying to rack up the money? What version of Brooks are we going to get this evening? I hope we get the best version. Uh, I'm I'm confident that he's going to show up and play pretty well. I know that they had uh, you know, he's gearing up for the Ryder Cup and his big barstool match next week i believe uh with a lot of money on the line but i think we will get a good version i think this is a good course setup the thing with brooks rick is he's been great off the tee uh he's driving the ball fantastically his iron play particularly his long iron play has been pretty solid as well uh, which should set him up nicely for east lake he's just been bleeding strokes with the putter and around the green. He's the type of guy when I see that kind of stuff and see him taking a big hit around the green, he's so good that that's usually when I like to jump on Brooks. 
Yeah, so I just gave this a refresh. I'm seeing Brooks at $5.84. For him to uh, appease his owners at $5.84 or his shareholders, I guess is a better way to describe it, he basically needs to finish 13th or better in a field of 30 with no starting strokes. I mean, it's not necessarily one of the biggest asks in the world for Brooks Kepka. $5.50 for Patrick Cantlay. Is, it, is this a situation where... It's tough to buy Cantlay, Joe, because he's playing a different game than we're playing. He's protecting the strokes. He's looking at the strokes. We don't care about them here. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked at how low his price is right now, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he does get those five additional points, which is going to be a huge bonus for him. Uh, 14th projected rank, which is going to kind of hurt him a little bit come, come tie. But yeah, I would expect him to make a huge surge late. Yeah, I, as of this moment, $5.50 for Patrick Cantlay might be, that might be the best, the best price out there. Uh, scrolling a little bit further down the board, you know, there, you mentioned Corey Connors earlier. Joaquin Neiman has caught my attention uh, this week. You know, he is someone that uh, I, I has not played as well as I would have liked to have seen, but no starting strokes. He's got a position where there's only one direction that he's trying to go in. We know he has the firepower. Are you at all considering, uh, Joaquin Neiman as a, as a viable option for this week? Um, you know, I hadn't really been looking at him a whole lot. I like, I like a little bit of Sergio right below him. And my guy, Corey Connors, if I'm up to date here, is also right under him, who I like a little bit better. Um, I'm certain that there's some valid points to be made on Joaquin Neiman in a spot like this, but I think there's enough talent right above and below him that I would probably shift my dollars toward. As we get into the the final 10 minutes or so, or probably shorter than that, you know, this this IPO window can close really starting around 8.57 p.m. Eastern time, and then there's a 90-second window in which it can close at any point. We've seen a couple of early closes recently. With only 30 golfers in the field, Joe, uh, if you were building that portfolio out tonight, how would it change compared to your kind of normal – strategy uh and how you would normally build a portfolio yeah i tell you what with these prices that i'm seeing right now i'd be trying to snatch up quite a few guys um especially in that five dollar range which we typically see is great um Finau's there louis there vic hovland is right there who i believe starts at minus three sam burns has been playing fantastic and i apologize if you touched on these people i was trying to reconnect here uh, but there's so much talent and guys with so much to play for, right? I believe right now in this five to six dollar range, and and the payouts are obviously shifted. There's only one guy that's going to pay out a buck. Everyone else is going above that. So I just feel like there's a ton of upside with a lot of different players. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm showing it on the screen right now. Basically, everyone is between four dollars and six dollars. It means yeah. he, this is the range. And again, just to put this into perspective, a six dollar payout. Uh, is 13th or better. So can these big names finish in the top half of the field? I, I, I can't imagine that's much of, of, a, of a significant ask uh, for some of these players. How about Louie? You know, Louie is a golfer, Joe, who, uh, you know, when I was showing the, the data here, one of the best, most consistent golfers over the course of the last year, he had two WDs uh, before the event started. I think it was Wyndham and Northern Trust, if I remember correctly, came back, played the, BM, played the BMW, didn't play particularly well. Mm -hmm. What version of Louie are we expecting this week at Eastlake? 
Yeah, I think the upside is there. Um, he doesn't need to win, and we've illustrated that many times. He's been one of the most profitable players on the board consistently. Uh, and right now here in that low $5 mark, he seems to be perpetually undervalued, even though he's performing at a, at a statistically ridiculously high ROI. So, yeah, I think that he bounces back nicely. Obviously had the neck flare-up thing at the Northern Trust, which I think scared some people off at the BMW. Um, but, you know, this Eastlake is is you typically plays as one of the tougher courses on tour. It's a little bit skewed because of the starting strokes. Um, but typically there's only a few guys who finish 10 or under or greater. Um, those are the type of events where he plays well. Major championships, tough golf courses. I, I really like his game because he's so consistent at hitting fairways and greens. And, and if he can just make putts, I think he'll be right there. We are five minutes away from this really uh, – no, we're in it right now. It's spicy right now. The IPO phase will be open for about another five, six, maybe seven minutes depending on the timing. So make sure you get your bids in right now. And let me give some money away. Uh, at Jack Litch, Sean, congratulations. We will get you all set up with that money in your account. I've got 40 more dollars to give away this evening. The way to enter – Go ahead, drop your jock market username in the chat right now. I've got two more that we will rock and roll over the course of the evening. And Joe, uh, John Rom has been over $10, but he's stalled out just a little bit. $10 and two cents. I imagine we're going to see that continue to move up the board. Cantlay did get a little bit of a bump. Xander Shoffley making up some ground as well. But maybe, maybe one of these names is not like the other. Sam Burns, uh, who don't get me wrong, I, I love, but currently the same price as Xander Shoffley, more expensive than Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau, Daniel Berger, Bryson DeChambeau. Should I go on? I mean, the, the, the Burns love seemingly very strong early here. Yeah, I think they're, you know, he's obviously been playing fantastic. He should set up great here. I think the confidence is at an all-time high. And he's got uh, some outside Ryder Cup motivation, I think, could possibly be in play for Sam Burns this week. You know, I, I, I do think he's a little bit overinflated. I like Cam Smith. I like Bryson. I like Tony Finau a little bit better just because I feel like they have better potential and, and upside to, to take this trophy down, which is going to get them those five additional points. They're closer to that lead. Um, but one guy like I'm, you know, Xander at 688. If I was in this thing, I'd be all over that. Um, mm. The last two years, he's 25 under par at Eastlake. No one else is really in that same realm uh, in terms of the raw scoring. So he's been the best player here. I think that he's going to to play well again. I think that his game sets up perfectly. And at basically under $7, he's got to finish in. Uh, let's see, what does that make that the top 11 this week in a 30 man field? I think is, I, I really like his chances there. Oh boy. Xander at East Lake. If Rory is the King, he is the Prince of East Lake. <laughs> and we are just a few minutes away from this IPO phase closing by my clock. It is eight 54 PM on the East coast, five 54 for my brothers on the West coast here. Uh, John Rom continues to be. $10 and two cents. And there it is. Okay. Now we're starting to see a little bit of normalization. Name names have passed Sam Burns. DJ has passed him. Bryson, Rory, Cantlay, JT. And there it is. Xander now $7 and a quarter. So he is getting a little bit of a boost here. Um, the two youngsters, Morikawa and Hovland hanging in the mid fives. Morikawa has again, again, there's been reports this week. The back is fine. He is not dealing with any lingering back injuries. 
the game just hasn't been sharp. And then Victor Hovland, who uh, still continues to ball strike the absolute hell out of it, Joe, but kind of regressing back to my my chipping sucks version of, of Victor Hovland and the putter is not saving him. So what do we do with these guys? I love Morikawa this week. I think that he's at a great buy low spot, maybe the cheapest that you'll ever see him if he finishes in that low sevens. In a 30-man field where we know he plays well at no-cut events, he's not only a contender for the FedEx Cup this week, he's a contender for player of the year if he plays really well. And and he, you mentioned the back issues, which are obviously what's sort of holding the price point back here. But he's also the number one pre-ranked player in the field. So yeah. for me, like you get that sort of upside where he's going to break any ties in terms of raw scoring numbers. And and it just seem, feels like he's been one of the top, I would say, three players on the PGA Tour all season long. And you're catching him at a pretty good discount, basically halfway down the IPO price market. Yeah, at this current $5.66, that's the cheapest Colin Morikawa has ever been. The, the, the lowest, five seventy eight at the, it's got to be the November Masters, and he hasn't sniffed anything like that in quite some time. So I am going to give this a refresh because we're, we're now very close to this. This is the final minute, maybe two of the IPO phase. This is normally where I, I take us home here, and Joe, I let you do your thing, but we're going to do this. We're going to do this together because this IPO is closing uh momentarily okay we're in it now we're in that window that 90 second window the chat's gonna have to let us know when this ipo closes and john rom is ten dollars and 21 cents joe that's asking him to finish seventh or better in a 30-man field with no starting strokes how low is this price on john rom i'm so surprised at this right now rick i can't believe he's not higher and hasn't broken through the 12 dollars mark i think it's coming but at this point i'm a little bit worried look seventh or higher he's also finished you know he's basically the favorite to win this event with the starting strokes um so you factor in that sort of upside there you factor in the number two pre-ranked player you factor in how well he's been playing i think that he deserves to probably be in that 12 to 13 dollar mark maybe more this week the upside is clearly there um, and, and, and yeah, I, I'd be a buyer right now in the low tens for sure. $7 and 25 cents for Xander Shoffley, seven fifteen for Justin Thomas. And the three other golfers in the seven dollars $7 range are Patrick Cantlay, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy. If you could only pick one of those, let's call it four. Cause Xander's kind of the King JT, DJ, Rory, or Cantlay. Who are you investing in? Cantlay. I like the upside there. Uh, played so well last week. Confidence is at an all-time high, and he starts with a two-stroke lead, so that five-point bonus, I think, could be huge for him. All right, I'm going to give this a refresh here. We are seeing a little bit of movement on Mr. John Rom. He's now up to $10.51. Still not as high as I was expecting him to be, although higher than he was for the Northern Trust, higher than he was for the Open Championship. He was a little bit more expensive at last week's BMW Championship. And Dustin Johnson sneaking his way into the number two spot of the jock market here. Joe, is that a surprise to you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I you know, I hadn't really thought much about DJ or given him a whole lot of consideration, but a better performance last week, I think should set up nicely here. Um, you know, obviously won the tour championship. What was that last season? So, yeah, it's a little bit surprising. He wouldn't have been one of the ones that I had favorited this week, though. If we go down to the bottom, just to kind of see Patrick Reed at this moment, the cheapest golfer in the field, three dollars and fifty-five cents. Uh, I I think we might have just closed here, so I can refresh this. But if Patrick Cantlay did indeed end up as the most, uh, the least expensive golfer, Joe, 
Um, listen, I'm not super stoked, but that would be that would be pretty shocking to me. Yeah, you know, there's so many concerns around it, but like you said, at, at three dollars, um, he's basically got to finish twentieth or better in a thirty man field, and and we are talking Patrick Reed. I'm not going to put anything past him. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And we are closed right now. So this IPO phase is indeed closed. We are going to let the dust settle here and make sure that I have all the updated numbers and we can talk through all that. In the meantime, I'm happy to give away more money. So this one goes out to, let me just find the comment. B Henson, Henson B1. Congratulations. We'll get that money over into your account as soon as possible. And I've got one more $20 giveaway that is yours. If you just go in and drop your jock market username in the chat, don't be afraid. Drop it in there. Go for it. And if you have not used the deposit code power yet, you sure certainly should be. One more refresh here, and then I'll bring up the big board, Joe, and we can talk through. What the heck happened? So here we go. John Rom, $10.52. That is cheaper than he was at the BMW Championship. It is asking him to finish sixth or better. Uh, John Rom has barely finished worse than sixth in the last million full field events that he has played, sir. Uh, This feels like a pretty good price. Yeah, it feels like a good price. I'm kicking myself for the internet issues, but I'll be in there. No worries when this thing closes, placing some bids. But yeah, I, I love that price on ROM. Um, you know, there is a big gap there, which is the one thing, you know, it would it's tough to jump to seven ten fifty-two when you see the second best guy three dollars lower, which is what I'm showing right here, which is Xander Shoffley. Uh, but yeah, I think he's worth every penny of that. Uh John in the chat, not not so much says shorting rom asap well john you have that option now you have that option you can certainly try to short john rom right now because we're in live trading joe so i'm assuming it's it's open it's up it's running shorting starts right now which is kind of cool uh seven dollar range lots of names here shawfley leads the way at 750 DJ, JT, Rory, and Cantlay. So just that kind of seven dollar, seven dollar and fifty cent mark, that's 11th place or 10th place. So you're th- these, this, yeah, you know what? As much as I liked the ROM, it would have been hard to pass up these guys to finish inside the top third of the field. Right. I think so. And even Bryson right below there is 672. I would have been a big buyer on. Uh, but Bryson and Cantlay, you know, I mean, I, I hate to keep going back to it, but the five additional points could be huge. It's what made the difference last year for Justin or, or for Dustin Johnson, excuse me. So we have some some experience in dealing with this and we know what it can do and vault you to that twenty five dollar payout, which is obviously the biggest jump on the board. So that's important. Um, I like those price points on both of those guys. I still think Xander is a great value there uh, when you put in perspective the, the distance between him and Rom as well. Sam Burns got out to a really hot start in the jock market. He was immediately bid up to $6.54, basically didn't move. Now, that is still the most expensive that he has been since the AT&T Byron Nelson, which was the start after he won. So a little bit of an upward trend on sentiment on Sam Burns. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I like Burns. I just think he's a little bit overpriced here. Like when, when I can pay up, an extra two cents to go to Tony Finau, you know, who starts basically, you know, two strokes off the lead. I'm going to go there. 
Um, when I can go up an extra 30 cents to go to Bryson, yeah, you know, I, I just feel like where he's priced at, given who's right around him, he's a little bit overvalued. Did we completely whiff on Jordan Spieth? I was looking at it. What's he doing down there? Five. I have no idea. $5.54. He is the same price as Hideki Matsuyama. He's cheaper than Harris English. At $5.54, you are asking him to finish about 14th or better. So top 50% of the field. Um, I know it hasn't been great for two weeks, but we, we might have whiffed on this. I know he hasn't been great either, but when I go down this board and sort by IPO price, he's the 21st guy on the list. Um, He deserves to be higher than that. He deserves probably to be within that top 10, I believe. Um, Had doesn't have a great track record here at Eastlake, but he's, he's just so good. And and he's had a great year, all things considered, even though the last two weeks haven't been fantastic. I really do feel like he's undervalued. They have a fair value projection here, of 717, which I think he's going to be probably the biggest gap that you'll see on the board between what the actual IPO price is and what the fair value is listed at. Yeah, Austin in the chat says he hammered Spieth, which at this point, that looks pretty good. A lot of questions about shorting uh, for those who came in late. I'm going to drop the the URL in the chat right now, uh, which you guys should be able to see, and I can add it to the description as well. But essentially, there is a really good how-to on Jock Market's website that essentially describes, one, what shorting is. There's a really good example with Jordan Spieth, essentially, Joe. And this is this is when I, when I tell people, like, what is Jock Market and why should you play Jock Market? It's the only place in the world where the golfer only has to beat their expectation. And now, now we've flipped it on its head, right? Where now you can say, okay, well, now I think he's going to go below the expectation. And I can say, I think this golfer's going in the opposite direction might be leading after two rounds. No, no, no. I don't think he's going to be able to close it out. This is easily the biggest update that jock market has made in the last year because it directly impacts gameplay. It directly impacts liquidity. It directly impacts players because you don't have to have shares of golfers to short them. This is without you know, without me exaggerating the biggest update that they've put out in the last year. Absolutely. And it's going to make Sundays so much more fun. I feel like while, while we have so much fun on Wednesday nights and sort of Thursdays, it's going to really add another element. I think to, to Sunday afternoons, like for example, when, if you have a guy that's, that's $20, you know, the bid price is 20 bucks because he's in the top two coming down the back nine on Sunday. Um, in order to get a, a short stake on that, you only need to get in $5, right? Because it starts at 25 So you can sort of, you don't have to buy up that really high number and spend $16, $17, $18 a share. You can go the opposite end of it, predict him to go down the leaderboard a bit and only spend that normal $5, 6 $7 a range that we're used to. Like you said, you nailed it. It's going to increase liquidity. It's going to increase volume. It's going to increase the fun. We've been waiting for it for a while, so... I'm super excited that they were able to roll it out for this week. I have to do two more things before we get out of here. I've got to give away the final $20, uh, which is going to go to, I have the comment here. Where is it? The do at the do. Congratulations. We'll get you set up for that. That's all the jock bucks we've got to give away. But Joe, I made, I made the people a little uh, offer while you were, while you were gone. 
I was trying to splice up the chat and I said, I'll give away a week subscription to rickrungood.com for the closest without going over price of John Rom. Okay. Okay. So he sold for, let's see what it is. He sold for 1052. So closest without going over, not Mojo King. That was 11, 11, 11, 11. Uh oh. If everyone's over, where's my $1? Where's my $1 bid? <laughs> everyone's over. Oh, what do I do now? Everyone's over. I guess you go to the closest one, right? Every I'll be nice. Let's okay. Here we go. There's this one here. Justin has no, no, here it is. Sean says 1150, 1108. Shane says 1108. That's gotta be the lowest that I see in the chat. I cannot believe nobody pulled the one dollar trick. Isn't that the price is right trick? Right. That's the price is right. Go to man. You always got to bid it. You hit him with a dollar. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, Shane. Congrats. Uh, I'll I'll give it to you, brother. But you got to reach out to me. You got to like send me an email or tweet me or something um, so that I know how to get a hold of you, and I'll 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 hook you up with a little bit of a uh, little bit of a, a Rick Run good sub. The Mojo King says we would not win the prices right. That is exactly right, Joe. <laughs> uh, absolute pr- pleasure, brother. Uh, uh, this season in the books. But listen, we are looking to. Keep it rolling next week. I don't know if we've got a commitment on this, but we're looking to do something for next week that I think is going to be very valuable. And then uh, we are right back at it with the new season in Napa in two weeks. Yes. Um, this has been so much fun, man. I'm so happy like, and honored to be able to do it with you. And, and Jock Market is awesome. So to kind of take this ride with them. I appreciate all your guys' support. I apologize again for the technical difficulties tonight, but uh, it was a ton of fun all year long. It just keeps getting better with all the new advancements that they've been making. So uh, I'm looking forward to to what's to come, and and let's kick off the next season, right? At Tour Picks is where you can find Joe on Twitter. You can find me at Rick Run Good. We'll be back very very soon, probably next week. Good luck. Start shorting your golfers. Goodbye. <laughs>